Hey, friends and family, it's Heather with Motherhood in Hollywood podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 57. And before we get going, I want to tell you guys really quickly about Motherhood in Hollywood sponsor. That's right. We have a sponsor. It's a big deal. It's a big DD, guys. Up for probiotics has sponsors Motherhood in Hollywood. And if you ever wanted to try a probiotic or been curious about it, Go to motherhoodandhollywood.com, click on the Up4 Probiotics image. That will take you right to Up4 where you can learn more about their shelf-stable formulations, the types of products that they offer for everyone in your family from infants to senior citizens. You guys, they have over 40 years of clinical research behind them. And here's the kicker. Their strain has been trademarked. That's right. Their super strain has been trademarked so nobody else can use it. It's their own clinically researched super strain. So you know you're getting something that has the backing of science behind it. Go right now to motherhoodandhollywood.com. Check out Up for Probiotics. Click on the link or you can find them in your local Target store. How cool is that? Up for Probiotics has been creating a healthier inside since 1979. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. I'm so excited for this episode. You guys, I have just had the most wonderful week of Motherhood in Hollywooding. Hollywooding? I don't know, being a mother in Hollywood, <laughs> basically. Um, I got to go to the Bad Moms premiere last week, and I'm sure if you follow any of my social media stuff, you saw me posting about it like crazy because I was just so excited and thrilled to um, get the opportunity to go. And what was cool about it, and I was thinking about it kind of on the way home, is for those of you who don't know, I used to be a reporter, and I was an international correspondent. So I've traveled all over the U.S., uh, all, all over – the, the world, really, um, in the Middle East, in um, Europe, in Africa. And I was a reporter doing feature stories uh, and just, you know, telling stories, people's lives and whatnot. And there was a part of me for a while that also did, like, when I first moved out to L.A., I, I worked for TV Guide Network and I did some red carpet stuff. And I remember really liking it, but it was hard for me to let go of that kind of newsier edge. So I took the red carpet stuff a little too seriously. And I would be like, tell me about, you know, your your passion behind this role. And like, I would just ask like kind of more serious questions. And now that I've been on the actor side of it for as long as I have and seen three seen things from the perspective of an actor, I want to ask, I found that I wanted to ask the um, the stars different questions. Maybe something different and unique that they don't always get asked. And unfortunately, see, the way this was set up, the way the Bad Moms premiere was set up is, you know, because Motherhood in Hollywood is not a massive media outlet like E! or Entertainment Tonight or Access Hollywood, which I understand that. I was kind of placed on the back half um, of the red carpet interviews with all the media uh, who were lesser known, which is fine. I'm totally fine with that. I totally expected it. But what happened was because it took the main cast so long to get around to us on the end of the red carpet, they ran out of time and we didn't get to interview like Kristen Bell or Mila Kunis or Catherine Hahn or Annie Mumolo. 
And I was so bummed. They walked past us all and their publicists were like, we're sorry, we have to go because they had to go inside to start the movie. And literally everybody was like, what? Oh, no. I mean, the media, you guys, the press at these events gets they get a little uh, feisty with. I don't know if if you've ever been to a red carpet event or um, any premieres or anything like that. The media gets a little feisty and they literally were yelling like, Catherine, Catherine, look over here. Catherine, to your right. (laughs) I just was like, oh, my God, settle down. Like she'll look at you when she looks at you. Or maybe you need to be ready to take that picture when she looks your way. Um, But yeah, that was definitely very eye opening, but kind of a bummer that I did get to talk to the main cast. But here's what's great about this kind of situation is that there's all kinds of other stars and celebrities there that you get to interview who are not in demand by all of the media outlets. So you guys, I'm going to share the interviews I did with you and they are completely random, but also completely brilliant and amazing. I talked to Alan Thicke. What from Growing Pains? That's right. Sarah Rue. That's right. You heard me. Uh, And Cameron Mannheim. I did talk to a couple of people from the movie uh, who had some smaller parts in the film, but they were just as gracious and lovely to talk to. So I am excited to share those interviews with you guys here on the podcast. Uh, I didn't ask too many wildly inappropriate questions. I mean, I wanted to, but, um, you know, you got to keep it profesh. A little bit. Got to keep it a little bit profesh. So, and thank you to everybody who was um, giving me love on social media and on Instagram and stuff like that for being so encouraging. I really appreciate that because this old mama was just really excited to be out of the house. I shaved my legs, you guys. I put moisturizer on. It was a really big day. So was a really big moment for me so thank you guys for being so kind and thank you to my friend Alexis who was lovely enough to help me pick out a beautiful blue dress to wear and she's like nine months pregnant and still took the time to help me shop for something because I am horrible at dressing myself I have no idea what to wear ever so thank you Alexis Scott at Scott Rose um, style for doing that Scott Rose style so really quickly, I want to say a quick hello to a couple of new followers over on Twitter. Nikki Stevens. Hi. Welcome. Uh, Wine and Shout Pod. That sounds like a fun podcast. The Plus This Show. And uh, where was the other one? Um, Momables. That sounds fun. And Amanda Griffin. Thank you guys so much for finding MIH Podcast on Twitter. And if you haven't taken the time yet to follow me on Twitter or Motherhood in Hollywood on Instagram and Facebook, please do that. And I also have been trying to write a lot more. I think I've been talking on the show a little bit about pushing myself to set deadlines to write more on my blog, which I've been doing. I put up some fun posts about, you guys, Channing is obsessed with poop lately. That's all she talks about is poop. Everything is poop this or fart that. (laughs) I don't know if it's just this age or what, but I'm hoping she's not going to college constantly talking about poop. I can't, I mean, I still talk about poop, so maybe it's something we just never grow out of because poops and farts are funny. Uh, but we are definitely in the throes of it now. So I've been writing a little, you know, jo- I wrote a little jokey post about that uh, on my on my website. But I've been writing about a lot of other stuff there too. My, you know, things that are happening in my world, uh, venting about acting stuff that's been very frustrating lately. And oh my God, I do want to say this. So I think I mentioned in the last episode that I had some pretty big auditions for commercials. And one of the commercials was like uh, looking for a Melissa McCarthy type, which I get called in for a lot. If you've ever seen my picture, you know that that's kind of what I look like. And I went out for this Melissa McCarthy type commercial and I, I 
made it to the callback and I was put on a veil and I just saw yesterday, I didn't get it, but I just saw yesterday the final (laughs) product of the commercial actually airing and it was not even close to a Melissa McCarthy type. It was this blonde, very thin, you know, middle America looking lady. And I was like, I'm so confused. Like, how did that happen? Well, how can you put a call out and bring in all these Melissa McCarthy types and then go and then go a completely different direction? But hey, that's Hollywood. That's life, right? That is the world we live in. And uh, I guess you just got to pick up, pick up your bootstraps, dust them off and um, try for the next one. Can you pick up your bootstraps? Does that make any sense? All right, I might be drunk. Uh, all right. So enough uh, uh, chitting, chatting. I want to get right into uh, the interviews I did. I'm going to introduce them all, kind of do a little segue between them so you guys know who I'm talking to because some of them came up so quickly. I was just so excited, like, oh my gosh, you guys. And I forgot to say their name when I was on the red carpet. Uh, but let's get started. Ooh, who's excited? Raise your hand. All right. I can't see you. Don't do that. Okay, so I want to start first with the producers. Uh, The first producer I interviewed was Bill Block. You might recognize his name if you are in the know in the industry at all, because he has produced massive movies in Hollywood like Fury, Elysium, District 9, um, very heavy dramas. He also did Dirty Grandpa, which was a little bit different. So I got a chance to talk to him about his departure from those dramas and why he chose to do Bad Moms. And I also want to point out that I'm in the press line literally next to this other girl who was interviewing people and she was really, really loud, uh, very sweet, but really loud with her interviewing. So you'll hear a little bit of her interviews in the background as well. This movie is quite a bit different from some of the other movies you've produced and worked on in the past. Yes. Why this movie? Why Bad Moms? Well, it speaks to something so fun and so emotionally good that, you know, John Lucas and Scott Moore really pulled off. On the surface, it may be about moms, but it's about bad dads. It's about what we all had in our 20s, lost a little bit, and what to we found, you know, uh, and uh, that. And I think the R-rated comedy is... Absolutely, the most fun thing to me. It is, and it was such a fun movie to watch. Did you see Dirty Grandpa earlier? Yeah, no, I haven't seen Dirty Grandpa, but I but I love the idea of it. But I also love your sci-fi movies, your Elysium and District Nine. I mean, I'm such a huge like dystopian world society kind of a fan. What is it about those kind of movies that you're drawn to? You're saying something. You're kind of making a metaphorical statement and making an action adventure film. So that's the double satisfaction of those. And look, I am a servant of great writer-directors. Well, I will be calling you then when I have something for you to produce. (laughs) It's great to meet you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. So that was Bill Block, you guys. He could not have been nicer to take the time and and talk with me in my little podcast. Uh, He is like a multi-billionaire producer, and he um, just could not have been sweeter. So yay! Uh, That being said, also, from one powerful producer to another, I want to share my interview with Suzanne Todd. She was also a producer on this film. You guys have also seen some of her other movies that she's produced, like Oh, I don't know. Alice Through the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland, Memento, Austin Powers. Uh, The list goes on and on. But the cool thing about Suzanne, too, is that she's also a mom of three. 
I can't even imagine how busy this woman is. She is a multi-billionaire producer and also a mom of three kids and she's making it work. She's got her own company, her own business. And it was a thrill for me to get to interview her. So here it is. I have a podcast and website called Motherhood in Hollywood, and oh, it is all about moms and empowerment, especially moms Yay! in entertainment. Yay, you! Yay! And I wanted to talk to you about, uh, first of all, I saw this movie. It was very funny. Very well done. Thank I'm you so, so much for making it. it. Thank you. Talk to me about um, why this movie, why this project, um, with an all-female cast, such an empowerful, a powerful movie for moms. Well, I am a mom. I'm a single mom with three kids. And I think it's actually, it's kind of crazy that there hasn't been a movie like this before or yet that takes on how hard we try, how much we want to do a good job, how we always beat ourselves up and think there's more that we could be doing or something that we could be doing better. Or, you know, generally there's someone in our lives that's helping to make us feel bad. Sometimes it's your friend, it's your sister, it's your mother-in-law. It's another mom at school. It's Pinterest. By the way, is Pinterest just like invented to make all of us feel bad about what we do every day that we didn't set the perfect table or make the perfect guest room or I mean I love Pinterest as much as anybody but I do think it's a little bit of um mom shaming especially pressure yeah yeah right because you're all supposed to be Martha Stewart I mean so is this movie the anti-Pinterest mom movie it's not really because of course like (laughs) I love a nicely set table as much as anybody I just want to be in that space where I can feel good about what I did and I don't have to feel bad if you did it better than I did right like we're all doing the best we can absolutely do you think that this is going to be a trend for movies in the future wouldn't that be nice yes let's hope everybody goes and the movie makes a gazillion dollars and that Hollywood is convinced that movies that have female leads and six female leads in this case are worth making absolutely thank you so much nice to talk with you i honestly could have talked to suzanne todd for hours she was so lovely and engaging and also really just what motherhood in hollywood is all about uh finding that way to still be creative in your industry and be successful in your in the entertainment industry and still be a mom and and find time to be with your kids and she has three children so wow she's a single mom three kids you go lady you go so amazing all right so now i want to introduce you guys to one of the younger stars of bad moms una lawrence she played mila kunis's daughter in the film so sweet so adorable this was like her first time on the red carpet and uh, i had uh, the chance to ask her a couple of questions so here she is Oh, you were so great in the movie. Oh, thank you. Was this, um, what was this like for you when you got the call to find out you're going to work with Mila Kunis and all these big stars? It was a dream come true. I started screaming. I've, I've seen all of her movies, and yeah, she's just amazing. And yeah, so and such like a humble person too, so nice. And I'm really fortunate that I got to work with her. Now this movie has a lot of swears in it. Have you seen the movie? I have not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm you excited. Have, are, you, are you going to see it tonight for the first time? Yeah, I am. Um, and I assume you have a really great mom, right? Yes. Okay. Amazing mom. Tell me about your mom and, and does she, what does she think about you doing this movie? Um, I mean, she just thinks it's hilarious because, yeah, the things that the moms do in this movie are, like, crazy and insane. And, yeah, she just, like, laughed out loud and was really excited to come on set with me, too. Oh, I love that. Well, congratulations. I hope lots Thank more you. exciting things happen for Thank you. Isn't she adorable? She could not have been sweeter. And I think she truly was just having the best time ever. And as people kept coming down the red carpet, you guys, Alan Thick 
came down the red carpet and I was like, I would like to interview Alan Thicke from Growing Pains. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. I did resist the urge to sing to him. Uh, He'll be proud of me. I'm sure he gets that a lot. He was so fun and nice enough to stop and talk to me for a little bit. So here's the interview I did with Alan Thicke. What do you think of when you hear the term bad moms? Uh, I I think uh, a mom who is probably having all the fun she deserves and the release that she deserves to have, but is crazy enough not to hide it from her kids. The the key to good parenting is hypocrisy. We don't want them to know what we really do or think or what we're up to. We want them to live in the fantasy world of what we hope they'll create for themselves. And have you had any bad dad moments? No, I've been perfect. I'm a perfect father. My dad had a bad moment once when, uh, oh, it's a long story, I won't even bother going into it, but I, I busted him. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. See, I feel like there's more there. Now you, you want to tell me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the tightest version I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So I'm a teenager and I'm hanging with a bunch of kids. One of them works in a drugstore and every Friday he gives all his buddies uh, condoms. How many do you want? I'll take one, I'll take three, I'll take four. I didn't even know what they were for. I said, I'll take a dozen. So by the end of the summer, I have 150 condoms. Oh my gosh. My dad finds them in my drawer one day. I'm not using them. I don't know what they're, what they're for. And he said, what are these for? He's a doctor. I think he should know. He said, what are these for? Get them out of here. I never want to see that again. So that was, to me, a bad dad moment because I never once could speak to him about sex after that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Thank you so much. So much fun interviewing him. And that is a story here about condoms uh, from Alan Thicke that you will only hear on Motherhood in Hollywood. That's right. We get exclusive here on MIH Podcast. (laughs) So um, anyway, so, uh, oh, so this was really cool. I was waiting on the red carpet and, you know, there's all kinds of like famous people just sort of walking around. Some of them came just to see the movie. Some of them are friends with the stars and they came to support. And and, uh, one of the people I saw kind of walking off in the distance. I don't know if she was even doing red carpet interviews or not, but it was Sarah Rue and she is a mom I've actually been wanting to have on the podcast for a while. So I kind of called out to her and she was so sweet to come over and do a quick interview with me. And she is a mom of a little girl named Tallulah. If you guys don't know who Sarah Rue is, you're crazy banana pants. She's been acting since she was a a young gal, a young, a young child. And she's been on shows like popular Malibu, country less than perfect that's when I first uh, became aware of her Eastwick and she most recently has had a recurring on mom and now she's on a new show called imposter and I talked to her a little bit about that show and how it um, films in Canada and how that sort of shifted the dynamic of her family so she was really lovely to share her experiences uh, as a mother in Hollywood with me here you go here's my interview with Sarah Rue you are a mom, mm-hmm. and how has that changed your world in terms of like acting and life? And- it's changed everything. I mean, it's definitely it influences every choice I make as a human being, as you know, from the person I vote for to the movies that I like. I just turned something down because it was shooting out of state again. I've been out of state for three months this year. It's just too long to be away, and I really liked it, but I had to. I always think about that. Like, what do moms do who are in this business when you have to be away for so long? Does it ultimately come down to you just either have to say no or or take them 
with you. The trick is to marry an incredibly generous um, man who will come with you and bring your child so that you guys can all be a family wherever the job takes you. I'm very, very lucky. I have someone who is willing to sort of support me and travel with me. But it's sort of like a question of, you know, sometimes it's just not worth it to go. And for all of us to go, like, there's so much to balance. As every mom knows, it's all just a juggling act all the time. Now, would you say then that having a TV show, working in LA and being able to have that one of the most normal, if you can even call it a normal type schedule in uh, entertainment uh, type of schedule, is that kind of the dream now? Is that the goal? Because it used to be everybody wanted to be a big movie star, and now it's like, wait a minute, I can be at home and still get to be on this great TV show. Yeah, I mean, I was offered a show that I took called Impastor, and I was so excited, and then they were like, and you're shooting in Vancouver. And I was like, oh, oh, no, okay. So you just got to roll with the punches. And then did you pack up and move? Yeah, we go for three months out of the year, every year, and we, we go as a family, and we rent a place there, and we just make it work. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. You too. Bye-bye. So my favorite part of that interview is how she talks about her having a support system and how her husband is so supportive of her because that's completely something I can relate to. And I feel so lucky and blessed every single day to have a husband who is willing to uh, support me in this crazy, ridiculous career that I've taken on. <laughs> so um, shout out to Chris Booker. Love you. All right. So... That was Sarah Rue, and now, you guys, I got to talk to the writers of Bad Moms, John Lucas and Scott Moore, and you have seen their work before on screen in The Hangover, The Hangover 2, The Change Up, Four Christmases, a ton of comedies. These guys know comedy, and one of the things that I think is pretty funny is that this movie, if you haven't seen Bad Moms yet, spoiler alert, there's a lot of swearing in it. Like, it's just vulgar as hell. And I love, I sort of love that because I'm a swearer and I, I love things that are profane. And this is definitely one of those movies. So of course, I wanted to ask them if they're profane in real life and like where they get their inspiration from and stuff like that. And I also wanted to tackle with them some of the tweets I've been getting from people and questions I've been getting from my, my mommy blogger friends and my mom writer friends who, and women in general, really, who were concerned that these two men were tackling the um, role of writing for moms because there's sort of a general feeling or, you know, from some people that they were not qualified to write for women, about women, and how we feel as moms and that sort of thing. And I really wanted to ask them about that and get their feeling on it because I know that they've seen some of the social media posts about it and, and I'm sure that they've heard a little bit about the the scuttlebutt as well. So I wanted to get their take on uh, people who say, hey, you're two dudes, you can't write for moms. So here's what they had to say. So this is right on my alley, you guys. Perfect. You are perfect to be here. You are, yes, 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 you're right. I have been excited for this movie since it was first announced right like on. a year ago, I think. Okay. Um, and of course, all of the like mom bloggers, everybody was weighing in like, how dare these men come in and yes, write about women? That. We are the ones with vaginas, we know. I understand. What That's are fair. your thoughts? What were, you, were you initially like, hey, give us a no, second? No, or, no, no, I get that. I get we, that response. We, the two of us don't have a lot of testosterone to start <laughs> off with. Biologically, <laughs> I, I don't know. 
You're kind of redheads, so maybe that's it. No, that fiery thing, that doesn't, that's not true for We're not very manly. No. Um, I actually, get, I get that. I get that response. And when we were first writing it, we were a little nervous about that. So it's like we, were, we basically wrote it, we started writing it about our wives. And we were giving them early drafts. Like, what do you think? Like, And they would be like, this is wrong. A mom would never do this. A woman would never say that. And so the whole process was basically getting as much input as possible from women and moms and hiring a female producer and just listening to the cast when they were on board as to what what was authentic and what was inauthentic. Talk to me about how much swearing you're doing in your real life because oh, I personally one. swear like a sailor and <laughs> I don't you know I don't I I swear a lot at like at work but I try not to swear at home uh, and then just actually the other day I showed I showed the trailer to my kids they're like 9 and 12 and I was like oh I think it'll be okay and then it gets to the point where like Mia's like fuck 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 fuck, fuck. I'm like oh maybe not maybe <laughs> yes. uh, it's hard. I, my son, Lily, I have all my posters in my office, and he's like, Daddy, what's the hangover? And I was like, oh, no. I never thought about it. How do I describe yeah. this to my child? Yeah. So someday he'll see it, uh, and he'll see this one, too. Uh, and I hope he's, like, sort of proud. I don't know. I don't know what I'm... Does this mean that you guys are going to write some kids' movies? I don't know. It's the next rated the already kids movie is, is a trick. We haven't. I want to see it. Yeah. I, I, it could work. It's a, it'd be hard though. Well, congrats on the movie, guys. Thank it's you. really Thank funny. You. Thanks so much. Okay, you heard it here. John Lucas and Scott Moore might be making a kids movie. Um, we'll start that rumor for them. I'm sure they will really appreciate that. I love how affable they were. They were so friendly and so nice, and uh, just you know, really honest about their experiences and their own you know, concerns with writing a movie about women and for women. And I don't, I truly don't believe they were like, we're going to speak for women here. And this is what we think women do and that sort of thing. I, I also just want everyone to calm down and realize like, it's just a movie. It's meant to be fun, entertaining. And as with every comedy, anybody who knows about comedy knows you blow out the situation. You make it more ridiculous and more absurd than what would be happening in real life. That's where the comedy comes from. So yes, it's two men that wrote a movie about women, but this ain't new. This is not a new thing. It's been happening for a long time. And um, I'm hoping that because it's starring all women, the cast is all women, that it is at least opening the door for more female-driven movies to be made more um, and more opportunities for women to write movies like this and direct movies and produce movies and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I get it, everybody. I get that you're, that you're concerned about it, but I just, I don't know that this is maybe the movie to take your rage out on. Uh, okay. So that being said, I want to move on down, uh, the red carpet and talk to one of the stars of bad moms. This interview is with Shauna Rappold. She was played one of the business moms inside the movie, inside the movie. What's wrong with me in the movie? And um, she's also was on a very well-known episode of American Horror Story. She played Lucy Krebs alongside Neil Patrick Harris. So for those of you who are American Horror Story fans, you will recognize um, what she's talking about a little bit there. So here's my interview with Shauna. First of all, let's talk about American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. Great. Tell me a little bit about that. That is such a huge show. Um, tell me a little bit about that experience for you. It was an amazing experience. Um, so I was married to Neil Patrick Harris in, in that show. And he, let me tell you what, watching him off stage 
Also a strange thing for me to say because, you know, this is camera, but off stage because he was performing. Yeah. And that, you know, he's truly a magical person. Yeah. So let he me seems just. like he would be. And he's so nice. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Bad Moms. Okay. What was this experience like for you? It was incredible. It was incredible being in a room with that many beautiful, intelligent, witty, smart women. Yeah. Um, I was in tears at one point, and I was like, get it together. You've got to get through this. It was just wonderful. Oh, I love that. Do you and working with the directors was amazing, too. Do you think we're going to start seeing a trend of more, like, female-centric comedies? Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's already started happening. You know, Bridesmaids was a huge, huge kicker. Ghostbusters? For that. Ghostbusters is now coming. You know, yeah. you've got Bad Moms. Absolutely. You know, women, yeah. women are going to take over. Let's hope so. That's right. Thank you very much. It was great to meet you. Thank you very much. She was so sweet, and I'm so excited for her and all the opportunities that I know are going to be coming her way. So I want to take a minute really quickly to tell you guys about Up4 Probiotics, Up4 Sponsors Motherhood in Hollywood. And if you haven't heard about Up4 before, now is the chance to go and check them out. Go to motherhoodinhollywood.com, click on the Up4 Probiotics image. That'll take you right to their website where you can learn more about Up4 products. They have been researching probiotics for 40 years. So they've clinically studied their super strain. Their super strain is also trademarked. So you know that it's backed up by science. It's not just some um, fly-by-night vitamin company that just popped up out of nowhere. They have 40 years of research behind them. And also there's several ways you can take them. They have chewable formula, powder, capsules, and they have products for everybody from infants to senior citizens. Here in our house, Channing has used the kids cubes many times, and it actually helps her with some of her tummy issues and digestive issues. I use the women's formula and my husband uses the adult formula. So when I'm talking about the Up4 probiotics formulas, it's coming from a place of of actually experiencing them and telling you that they work and they make a difference. So go to motherhoodandhollywood.com, click on the Up4 Probiotics image. That'll take you there so you can find out more. Also, you guys, they're available in your local Target store. How easy is that? Next time you're shopping at Target, picking up a few little things, you can grab a bottle of Up4 Probiotics. Creating a happier inside since 1979. Okay, so we're just moving right along, you guys. I love this. It's like you're there with me. I'm taking you on the hot pink carpet journey with me that was another thing I forgot to say the whole carpet was not even a red carpet it was like hot pink so it was very cool um and uh so this was kind of a bonus treat for me Cameron Mannheim was there and she is such a brilliant actress won an Emmy back in 1998 and had this amazing unforgettable speech where she yells out this is for all the fat girls and it was kind of a statement at the time nobody had ever talked about the fact that larger women um hardly ever got cast in anything like almost never if you weren't a size like one or two I mean it's still kind of like that but it definitely was I think back in the 80s and 90s and Cameron Mannheim came out guns blazing and she won an Emmy for her role on the practice and just uh let everybody know like hey girls uh, women of size I almost said girls women of all different shapes and sizes ethnicities you know everything we can be amazing actresses too like it doesn't have to be just super skinny this like hollywood version of what beautiful is or what talented looks like 
You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh, I hope I'm making sense. I know I'm rambling. But anyway, I want to um, get right to the interview with Cameron because I did ask her. I had to ask her. I mean, she's standing right there. I had to ask her about her Emmy speech and how she thinks that Hollywood's perspective on women has evolved over the years. So here it is. I still, people still think it happened like yesterday. They're like, I loved your speech when you did, was it? And we all feel like it was just a couple years ago, but it's been quite some time. And do you think that there's been any changes in terms I of do. women of science? I think there's been some changes for women in general across the board. You know, you look at television and see all this amazing work that is spearheaded by women, produced by women, starring women directed by women. I just was directed by Lee Rose. I was working with Marsha Gay, Harden. I was, you know, like when I think of, you know, Lena Dunham and I, I just think of all the amazing things women have. I mean, I've known it for decades. It took a long time for Hollywood to catch on that we were multi-million dollar blockbuster actresses. Look at Melissa McCarthy. Look at all the girls from Saturday Night Live. It's been Look at this movie. It's going to kill it this weekend. So, do you feel proud any... of my gender that we didn't give up and we kept roaring loud? Yeah, do you feel any like competitiveness at all with the younger gals that are coming up where you're like, "Hey, Melissa, get out of here." I, I was here first. First of all, I used to watch Melissa at the ground links be unbelievably talented and I, I celebrate her in every way possible. What's good for her is good for me. What's good for I don't I feel like I want to push women down to elevate myself. We all have to like fly on each other's wings. And my God, her wings are spread so. Look at she's got fashion. She's so lovely. She's so smart. I am grateful for. I cannot do what she does. So I am just delighted for her and by her. Oh, everybody's coming up. Why not? My mom. My mom mom is amazing. Of course, I know that more now that I'm an adult. Um, You know, I think both. I think parents were guilty in the in my generation. of wanting to try to conform their kids to be just like the next person so that they would have great opportunities. So maybe they wanted me a little thinner and maybe not so loud and a little, you know, just tucked in. And I think they wanted me to do that so my future would be bright. I don't think they understood at the time that the more unique I was and the more loud and the bigger I was and the more badass I was, that my life would be infinitely better. And so now that I'm a mom, I, you know, although my son will tell you otherwise, yesterday when he asked if he could pierce his ear, and I'm like, no, and he's like, I thought you'd be so proud of me for wanting to pierce my ear. I'm like, going against the grain, nobody else in my school, you know, and I'm like, we had this long conversation, but he'll tell you all the shitty things I've done as his parent. Um, Share one with us. What, give, give us a bad mom moment. Um, like, you know, sometimes I root against a soccer team from winning because I don't want to go to Riverside to see the finals. Like, I... I Nobody wants to go to Riverside. I really try to do the job, and I think the proof is in the pudding, and my kid is so awesome. I... I know I've messed up. I don't want to send him to therapy because I don't want him to actually have to articulate all the things he's pissed off at me about. <laughs> I just wanted to be in the unknown abyss of his 15-year-old mind. But, um, yeah, I do. I make mistakes all the time, but we're doing pretty good. And so are me and my mom, by the way. Good. Awesome. 
So you can probably tell there by all of the noise and everything that was happening in the background that it was a very busy and exciting uh, time on the red carpet. Right during the middle of my interview with Cameron Mannheim is when they brought up all of the main cast onto this stage that they had set up in the middle of the red carpet and started playing games with them and asking them questions, you know, what's your bad mom moment and all of that stuff. And it took so long during that time and it was so loud that it kind of drowned out some of the other interviews and also then ate up all of our time for the rest of the media. We didn't get to talk to the stars. So Uh, I tell you that just so you guys know like what's going on and what I was dealing with. Also, I just, I want to reiterate, I was not disappointed. I mean, I was a little bit that I didn't get to talk to them, but I mean, I got to talk to Cameron Mannheim and Susan Todd and Bill Block and the writers. And it was just really, for me, it um, was such an honor just to be there. I know that sounds super corny. (laughs) I'm such a cheese ball, but truly it was. And it was um, a really fun time. I felt very fabulous. This, you know, I, like I said, I got to get dressed up, shave my legs. Um, I even waxed my eyebrows. So you know what? That's pretty good for, uh, this mom who's usually wearing sweatpants and, uh, out in the backyard, you know, playing with my daughter or at the swimming pool and stuff like that. So hooray for getting dressed up. Okay. So, uh, really quickly, I'll share with you the very last interview that I got is with Abby Lee Miller. She is of course the dance instructor from dance moms. And I just had to grab her really quickly at the end of the night and ask her this one question. I have a three-year-old. Oh, when do I start her in dance? You're a little late. Oh no. Uh, no, three is perfect. Uh, we have classes on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, they do 45 minutes, 15 minutes ballet taught in the French method for posture and body alignment. What is it that you see in young girls where you're like, this kid's got it? Can you even well, like verbalize that? Or is it just yeah, sometimes feeling? it's a passion and often it's that a kid's smart. Not book smart in school, but they pick up choreography very quickly. They're the leader of the class. So for those of you who are fans of Dance Moms at all, if you've ever watched that show, you know that it the world of dance is very competitive. It's actually, um, I, I hesitate to get Channing to into dance because I know it is such a time-consuming and competitive world. But I mean, I guess, honestly, anything extracurricular is going to be competitive like that and, and uh, time-consuming. So... I don't know. I'm thinking about dance. I mean, I, I, I let her take a couple of classes earlier this summer and she loved it. She was so happy, but she also just wanted to dance around to frozen. So (laughs) I don't know if that means that maybe I just play frozen more at the house and let her dance around and save some money or what. But, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe sending her back to dance class. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to think about it. Uh, Oh, totally got off on a little tangy tange there. So we were talking about bad moms. I cannot even tell you how much fun I had and just enjoyed, like I said earlier, just enjoyed reporting again, being back um, behind the camera to interview or behind the mic to interview people. Um, I even had a little motherhood in Hollywood mic flag made. I was so official. (laughs) If you can't tell how much fun I had, then shame on you. You should not be listening to this podcast anyway. So, all right, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to go to bed you guys, because it's late. I'm tired. I stay up late for you. That's how much I love you. That's how much I love this podcast and how much, 
Um, you guys mean to me. Ah. Okay, now I'm getting loopy. Please take a minute and um, go to motherhoodinhollywood.com and check out some of the things that I've been writing over there and talking about over there. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the blog pieces that I'm writing. And if you guys share them too, that'd be great. And make sure if you haven't already, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Motherhood in Hollywood. And of course, Twitter at MIH Podcast, where I put wildly inappropriate things sometimes and whatever rando things that pop into my head. Um, and I have a lot of fun on Twitter. I know somebody told me that they think Twitter is dead, but I still have fun over there. I don't know. Uh, I sort of feel like it's like my place to put random weird stuff. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. All right, you guys. Thanks so much uh, for listening and all the encouragement uh, with the Bad Moms premiere. I cannot wait to share next week's episode with you as well. And, um, I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye, everybody. balls.